Welcome to Teach Back Tuesday, where we play the most popular episodes from the previous season. This week's episode, Why Me? and Other Hard Questions, really struck a chord with so many of the listeners. It's still being downloaded. I thought of a different question. It's related, but different. If we could schedule adversity, when would we want it on our calendars? The day of adversity doesn't make appointments, as we can already tell. This episode provides examples of how we can reframe the hard questions into prayer requests that are based on Scripture. Let's listen again. Lately, with so many difficulties going on, I'm wondering if maybe you've had something happen in a loved one's life and they looked at you in shock and sadly asked, why me? That's a hard question, isn't it? In fact, it doesn't matter if you're a seasoned veteran to hardship and loss. It's still a question that doesn't have an easy answer. Sometimes we ask questions that cannot be fully answered on this side of heaven. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. It used to be true that if you suffered something catastrophic, you were considered somewhat rare. People would flock to the side of a person when they received a sobering diagnosis or if someone in their family had passed away. But now, with so much going on in our world, more people have been struck by hardships and grief than ever before. Has death accelerated? Or is it just more noticeable because we're keeping track of the numbers? That's another question that has no easy answer. But this we do know. Things have changed, and we have more questions than answers. Let's consider three common questions that don't have easy answers, and then let's rewrite them into prayer requests. Now, the purpose of this exercise is to increase hope and confidence in God. He has not abandoned us, even if this season in life seems incredibly heavy. These suggested revisions of hard questions are only designed to help us view things from a more helpful angle. Remember that these are just suggestions not an attempt to problem-solve, and certainly not an effort to make light of very deep pain. The first question that is often asked is what I talked about in the beginning. Why me? Now here's the underlying related question. Why not someone else? We may not say it out loud, but when we're going through our own private hurricane season, it's hard not to look through the rain and see that the storm seems to be parked right over our house and only our house. The sun seems to be shining on all our neighbors. Why is it only storming over here, we might think? In reality, it's just a matter of time before someone else has their storm show up. When we're coming into the calm, someone else is entering the hurricane. Sometimes the storms arrive with a warning, such as when a person receives a medical diagnosis and is given an estimated time to live. But at other times, We may go to bed in calm and wake up in chaos. Instead of, why me? We could pray this, Lord, be merciful to me. Listen to what it says in Psalm 57, verse 1. Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. 
Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. We never know how long any form of affliction may last in our lives, but we do know that we can run to God in prayer, asking him for mercy until the calamities be overpassed. In other words, we're asking for a shelter in the time of storm. Pray for mercy. It's a request that does have an answer. A second hard question that's equally as common is this, why now? Now here's the underlying related question. Why not at a different time? Or even why not at a more convenient time? This leads to yet another question. When is the best time to have a hard time? If we could schedule every form of adversity, which day would we choose to go through it? I'd like it to be like dry cleaning personally, in by 10 and out by 4. Adversity never makes appointments. We can actually be thankful for that. Aren't you grateful that we don't have red spots on our calendars indicating that some unknown hardship is coming our way that day? God has been so good to keep this information hidden behind a veil where only He can see it. Instead of why now, we could pray this, Lord, Hear my cries. Psalm 102 is introduced as follows, a prayer of the afflicted when he is overwhelmed and poureth out his complaint before the Lord. The first verse in this chapter makes this request, Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. The word cry in this verse is a prayer for help. The tone is humble and pleading. Please take care when you're hurting not to use a reckless or accusatory tone with God in prayer? Are you inclined to listen to someone when they're yelling at you? Or are you more inclined to listen to a wise appeal? God has already done more for us than we deserve, and we are mistaken if we expect our lives to be trouble-free. Trouble is in the script, but thankfully it's not written into every day of our lives. Let's face it. There are situations in life that make absolutely no sense to us at all. Why would a perfectly healthy person go to a doctor appointment with a complaint of pain and come away with a cancer diagnosis? Why was that person texting while racing down the highway at over 70 miles per hour, killing themselves and injuring others? And what makes a person decide to walk into a building and open fire on people who are just going about their normal work day. Some things will never, ever make sense. Adversity, by definition, is difficult, dangerous, and harsh. The only thing we can understand is that it causes us indescribable pain. And the more sudden it is, the harsher the blow. God can not only hear our cries, but he can give us understanding that will help us to walk through even the most unbelievable situations. There may be times in life when we have things happen that will bring us to gut-wrenching tears, the kind of tears that soak a pillow. For the believer, times like this draw us closer to God. This is not the time to pull away in anger or disillusionment. Set aside the failed expectations and just cry out to God. People won't always be able to bear our pain with us, but God always can. And finally, the third common question that has no easy answer is this. What did I do to deserve this? 
Now here's the underlying related question because there's always an underlying related question. It's this, am I being punished more than other people? Another underlying question is this, is this the thanks I get for living for you, Lord? These are hard questions that even if they're not spoken out loud, they would be wondered in private. Hard questions will never have easy answers. But one thing we do know is this. Sometimes things go wrong when we haven't done anything wrong. Are there times when we bring trouble on ourselves? Of course. But that doesn't mean that every time a problem arises, we special ordered it with our own misconduct. Jesus had to remind the disciples of this when they assumed that a man had been born blind because of the sin of his parents. Listen to this passage from John 9, verses 1 through 3. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Jesus had to correct the disciples' mistaken assumption. Neither the son nor his parents had done anything wrong. Being born blind could have happened to any person since the original sin in the Garden of Eden. But the miraculous healing of this blind son would surely magnify the Lord, and that's exactly what it did. You'll want to read this chapter of John 9 in your own study time. It's a powerful example of how God can take something that we consider negative and turn it into a huge positive. There's a peace in our souls when we know that, to the best of our knowledge, we haven't done anything to bring a chastening into our lives. Pray and ask the Lord to open your eyes just in case there's anything that's hidden and needs to be confessed. But if the Holy Spirit doesn't convict you of anything, watch as the Lord magnifies His power through your situation. We never know how God could use our difficulties to bring others to Him. There is always more to affliction than meets the eye, and nothing in this life is only about us. If we live long enough, we're bound to have questions that cannot be answered fully on this side of heaven. This is part of our human experience, and God has a purpose and already knows the outcome. We can fully trust Him, even when we can't understand what He is doing. As it says in Proverbs 20, verse 24, Man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? We already know this, but it's worth mentioning. Life is not like a weather forecast. We can't predict what's going to happen next, but we do know that God will be with us regardless. You've been listening to Francie Taylor. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, and the popular Bible study series, I See You in Christ Unconditionally. I See You is flexible by design and encourages users to develop the habit of daily Bible study. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.